0: Your heavenly father is wanting to encourage you this morning to build you up and to help you to grow in faith. And we are in the middle of this series on five things that help our faith to grow. We want to have big faith because we have a big saviour. And this morning we are going to have a look at week number two of our series. So last week Ron kicked us off with practical teaching that as we grow in faith, it's receiving practical teaching from the Word of God and here in church that helps us to grow in faith. And this morning, we're looking at providential relationships. Now, I had to look up, I confess, what providential means. I had to just check it in the dictionary to work out what I was talking about this morning. And providential means involving divine provision, involving divine provision. And the Lord loves to divinely provide relationships in our lives for you and I that are going to help us to grow in faith. In fact, if you think about your story and the stories of those you know, our stories, our journeys of faith, Always involve other people. So when we sang that song this morning, I believe you're my healer, that you are enough for me, that yes means that God alone is enough, but that He provides through all sorts of ways for us to grow in our faith. He provides for us by practical teaching. And this morning we're looking at providential relationships. So we're going to have a look at a great story in the Bible uh, in Genesis chapter 24 verses 12 to 27, which is an example of a providential relationship. So we're in Genesis. Then he prayed, Lord God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master, Abraham. See, I am standing beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink, and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant, Isaac. By this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebekah came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel's son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the, I love it that they have to explain that. Sorry, it makes me laugh. She went down to the spring, filled her jar and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said... Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too, until they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water, and drew enough for all his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becker and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. Then he asked, whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? she answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, born to Nahor. And she added, we have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night. Then the man bowed down and worshiped the Lord saying, praise be to the Lord, the God, my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, The Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. Here we see an account in the Bible of the Lord's provision in relationships. If you're single this morning and you were looking for your other half, you could try it. I mean, it's in the Bible. Why not? He prayed. He was asking for a particular relationship, a particular person to come. And the Lord provided a great illustration of providential relationships. What about you? Who has impacted your life? Who has stretched your journey of faith? Maybe somebody who introduced you to Jesus in the first place. Maybe somebody who speaks truth into your life and helps you to grow in your walk with Jesus. I'm going to give you just 60 seconds to turn to the person around you somebody maybe that you're not related to or you don't know really well and tell them the name of someone God has used in your life to make a difference and build your faith or if you're not yet a Christian here this morning somebody who has stirred you enough to be here this morning to ask questions about faith you've got 60 seconds the name of somebody who's impacted your life go time's up amazing hopefully you've had a chance quickly just to share even if it was just the name of someone who has impacted you i'm loving this butterfly it might distract me Um, but we know because very often here at saint saviour's on a sunday morning we'll hear testimonies from people we heard the most amazing story from elaine last week from ev the week before from lots of people and when you listen to their story Always, pretty much without fail, they talk about people. They talk about somebody who impacted them, who helped them, who drew them closer to Jesus, who maybe challenged them along the journey. Uh, When I was thinking and preparing for this, I thought of three people because I'm greedy. Uh, One of them is our last vicar, David McDougall. Now, as you know, I worked with David for 18 years and I'm still standing. I think that deserves a round of applause myself. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Now, David was absolutely inspirational to me. He turned up at St. Stephen's Church, where I was then on the staff team, and he would step out out of his comfort zone, but he would get us to step out of our comfort zone week on week. He would often just be waiting to see what God was about to do. And he didn't assume that he got it all sorted, that the plan was going to go to plan. He was always, let's keep in step with the Spirit. And often I would go on missions all around uh, this country on university missions and all around the world with David and end up singing and sharing my testimony on these missions. And if anybody's been on mission with David, you know, he would slightly kick you out of your comfort zone. He would just say, come on, come on, there's more to you. There's more to you. And David gave me so many opportunities to grow in my faith because he kicked me out of my comfort zone. Then I think of Tim and Emma Rose, who many of you will know. Tim is now uh, the vicar at uh, St. Mag's down in Littleton. And uh, they have impacted my life in a totally different way. You see, they have journeyed with Carlos and I through years and years of ups and downs. They know us really, really well. And unlike David, who at times could be a bit of a drama queen, he's not here so I can say it. Unlike David, Tim Rose is the most level level person and if I would go to Tim and I still do with some kind of thing that I feel is a crisis he would be able to just speak calmness faith in God he would speak words about what the Lord might be saying or doing in this situation to me that would bring peace incredible gift Tim and Emma the last person I'm going to pick on of which there's quite um, many is sitting in the room so I won't be rude which is Shirley now lots of you know that Shirley has mentored me I reckon it must be six years now maybe even a bit longer for six years and when we started it was asking Shirley will you help me Managed to study for my degree as well as have a family, as well as do my job here at St. Saviour's, and that was the basis. Little did Shirley know or did I know what lay ahead because over the years we have, in fact, Shirley actually does know pretty much everything about what is really going on in here, and she has been the most incredible support to me. Shirley is an example of a providential relationship because when we started we didn't know what was going to happen. In fact, it was slightly awkward. I'd known Shirley from St. Stephen's. She'd probably known me since I was a child. Uh, So there's always that awkward dynamic. And it was like, would you you possibly mentor me? You know, I don't know you really well, but it was a bit of an awkward conversation. And I want to suggest this morning that so often providential relationships start with a bit of an awkward conversation. It's a bit creaky, crunchy. But Shirley and I started to meet, and Shirley started to mentor me. And over the years, uh, we have cried together, which I always think is an amazing sign of a providential relationship, as well as I've cried a lot. Um, we ha- Shirley has challenged me. She has spoken truth. She has supported me. She has loved me, even though she really knows what's going on inside. What a providential relationship. I never knew it. was going to be like that when it started. All three of these relationships, I can easily testify to being providentially, divinely given by God to help me to grow in my faith with Jesus and in my walk with God. Now, of course, I had to play a part in this providential relationship. I had to be ready to respond to the challenging questions I was sometimes asked to be stretched and to change and to grow. But these people have helped shape my worldview, to even shape my view of God and how faith impacts my everyday life. Sometimes our whole life is turned upside down because of one conversation. Sometimes it's a more long-term relationship like Shirley and I, but sometimes somebody might just speak one word come up to you and say, I just sense God might be saying this, or it might not even be framed like that. They might just come and say to you, I see something in your life, or I can imagine you doing this. And that one conversation changes your life. So I want to suggest this morning that God uses human relationships to impact our faith in him that God uses human relationships to impact our faith in the living God. Of course, the opposite is also true. Has there been anyone looking back who has undermined your faith journey? I won't ask you to share with your neighbor, but just have a think. As a result of that relationship, you found yourself further away from Jesus. Most people's life regrets, their biggest regrets in life, came started from a relationship. Most people who get addicted to substance started with somebody else egging them on in the first place. Most people who have habits that they find a hard time breaking, criticism. They were surrounded by somebody who was always critical and they caught it. Whatever it might be for you and I, relationships can also of course be damaging in our walk of faith. So relationships can work for our good and for our bad but God wants to use relationships that will build up our faith. The kind of relationship that is not going to distract us from Jesus or deter our journey of faith but that will help build it also want to suggest that there aren't really any neutral relationships there's either ones that are good for us or ones that aren't so good for us and so by being aware of the significance that relationships have on our walk with Jesus and our journey of faith how can we leverage our current relationships to grow our faith what can we do about this Every single day we are around people. Maybe people who couldn't even care less about our faith in our workplace, even sometimes in our homes, or who diminish our faith. And the current culture that we live in, of course, is always towards the bad, towards the negative. And my nature, and I predict probably your nature, tends to go in that direction too. You see, I'm rarely tempted to do the right thing. Oh, I really didn't want to be kind to that person. Ah, shucks, I was really kind to them. That's really annoying. I'm just not tempted to do the right thing. My nature moves me towards the wrong thing. And yet, God wants us to have confidence in him. So that being the case, if there are relationships that could help me to establish greater faith in God... I don't want to miss them. What about you? If there's an opportunity, if there is somebody sitting here this morning who could impact your journey of faith, to grow your faith, to encourage your walk with Jesus, do you want to miss it? I don't. Looking back, we can remember that maybe People tried to connect with us in a special way. Maybe they said, yeah, let's go for coffee. Let's meet up at the pub. Do you want to come and see a movie? And for whatever reason in the busyness of life, we said, no, no, obviously that's not always wrong. But if we have our antennae up to what the Holy Spirit might be doing, sometimes maybe we have missed relationships which could have been just that answer. So how do we leverage this divine provision of relationships in our lives. Just going to quickly look at two Bible passages that reiterate for us what our experience already tells us, that God really does use relationships to impact us. So number one, Proverbs 13 verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Now you don't have to be a Christian to understand the nature of relationships mentioned in this verse. The people you choose to surround yourself with have the potential to impact your spirituality. The people you spend time with this has a spiritual component to it. Secondly, 1 Corinthians 15:33, do not be misled Bad company corrupts good character. This is from Paul, and the point Paul is making is simply this. Human relationships can have a negative spiritual impact. The God who loves you and who loves me, the God who cares about your character, about your morality, and cares about the consequences of your decisions, says it's more than simply common sense. There is a spiritual component to this, that the wrong kind of influences impact you in a way that create the wrong kinds of outcomes and the wrong kinds of behaviours. Why? Because there is a spiritual nature to our relationships. Bad company corrupts good character. So, if this is a principle that God wants us to grasp this morning and He wants to use in our life, what do we do? What about creating relational opportunities that could lead to divine providential relationships? What about being in a life group? An amazing place to share life with others on the journey of faith. Many of us went on the church weekend away and we had that opportunity to spend time with one another, to connect. Did you have a conversation in the bar or at coffee time or in a break or over a meal that might have been the beginning for you of a providential relationship? Socials, time after our services as we share tea and coffee and as we chat together and get prayer Opportunities for providential relationships. Testimonies tell us time and time again that somewhere along the way, part of what blew my faith, ignited my faith in Jesus afresh, was because of other people in my life or because of watching other people's journey of faith. So let's be intentional about intentional about putting ourselves in environments where we might be in a place to seek out those relationships that God is wanting to place in our life. We have to play a part. It doesn't just happen when you sit at home. Providential relationships do not drop from the ceiling. We have to be intentional about putting ourselves in community. If you have teenagers, or kids, as we do, we want to make sure that they're in an environment when they receive from others. For Amy and for JJ, we have several people who are a generation, at least younger than us, uh, like Joya and Afi and Nadine, and these people hang out with our kids. And they can say things that we say, and they never listen to us. They can say those things, and they listen to them as they speak truth and build them up in their faith so not just for yourself if you are a carer of somebody in your life look for where god might be releasing providential relationships for your children for your teenagers and don't wait until they desperately need it put things in place now help them to find those relationships Now, your issue this morning might not be this. You might already be doing those things. You are intentionally in community. You're in a life group. You establish relationships. You're on the lookout for God leading people to speak into your life. So maybe that's not your issue this morning. But maybe this morning, your challenge is, are you willing to be available to be used by God to be that person in someone else's life? Are you willing? It might be that there's somebody you're praying for at the moment, that you know they're going through a particular difficult time and you're praying for them, you're taking them before the Lord. Maybe they feel far away from God, maybe they've got an illness, whatever it is. And you've prayed for them and you've got compassion for them, but you've never intentionally come into their life because you feel like this is really none of my business to invite myself into somebody else's situation in their life. I think so often I feel like that. It's none of my business. But I want to suggest that with just a little bit of an awkward conversation, we can graciously and carefully offer to those around us a word, some help, a gift. We can start by saying something like this. I just can't sit back doing nothing and just being concerned. I just feel like I've got to come and say, are you Okay. I've been watching and I've I've noticed that maybe you're struggling or maybe I can help you with this. Do you need somebody who's got a bit of time on their hands? Whatever it may be. Even if it creates an awkward moment, I want to suggest it's worth the risk. Why? Because God uses human relationships to impact our journey of faith and to build us up. I love the story i heard of a teenager in america and he was regularly in church he was living the life following jesus and he had a neighbor down the road and he started to pray for this neighbor and he just prayed for the neighbor didn't really do anything and then He heard a message such as this. How are you adding value? How are you impacting the lives of those around you? And in his heart, he thought of this neighbor. I want to impact this neighbor. I don't even know this neighbor. It was an older couple. Well, not older, probably about that, Rachel. A couple in their 40s or 50s. And uh, he had no relationship really with them apart from in the morning. He'd walk past the house and say, good morning, if they were out in their garden. And so he said, Lord, what can I do? And he felt prompted to get the sermon, which back then was on CD, available at the end of the service, and to put it in the letterbox of this couple. So each Sunday, he would go and buy a copy of the sermon, and on his way home, he would put it in the letterbox. This old couple became curious as week by week, some random CD came in their letterbox. They had a look at the cover. They saw it was a sermon, and they put it in the bin. Of course, the lad did not know this, and he just felt that he should keep persevering and putting the CDs in there. So, week after week, this teenager put a CD in. Then... The lady of the couple happened to go out for coffee with a friend from work who she didn't know was a Christian and who also happened to go to the same church as the teenager. In their conversation, she got to share about how she went to this church down the road. The lady went, No, you go to that church. And she said, Yeah, you should come. You should come. It's really cool. You should come and come and experience what it is to be in community and to be a community of faith. Come along. And she was like, no way, because there's been this teenager. It's really odd. But he keeps putting these CDs in my letterbox, and I didn't really understand. And I've just put them in the bin. I've, I've never listened to them. So she went home that day. She, the, the, the last CD had not yet made it out to the trash. She got it out of the bin, put it on, and listened to this talk. She couldn't believe how relevant. This message of Christianity was to her life. She was so intrigued. She called up her friend, all right then, I will come to your church with you. That was about six or seven years ago. She is now on the staff team of a church in America because God uses things, sometimes little things, little relational acts that bring people to faith. Is God stirring your heart This morning, is there someone you can impact, write a letter to, take a gift to, spend some time with? Because God moves us to do something. He moves us to do something, not just to be concerned. Do you need to go and have an awkward conversation even after our service this morning? Your friends determine the direction and quality of your life and the depth of your faith in God. So there's two responses this morning. How do we leverage this in our lives? Number one, by being intentional about some new relationships, giving opportunity for God to place people in our lives who will speak truth to us. Or number two, by being more available as a person who can intersect in another's life to bless and to encourage them to be used by God in someone else's life. This is right at the heart of a growing relationship with God. As the band comes up, let's stand together and let's pray.